Welcome to the Organizer Chicks podcast. I am your host, Amber Taggart, and I am excited for you to be with us here today. At the Organizer Chicks, we help people through all kinds of life transitions, and there are different needs at different stages of life. And today we have a special guest with us that I'm super excited for you to hear about. She is truly an expert on helping seniors to age in place and to age with dignity. And so I'm going to welcome on to the Organizer Chicks podcast, Cherie Clark Spitzer. She is the Director of Home Care Services for One Source Senior Care and in case you're wanting to look them up, that's the numeral one source senior care. Cherie, thank you so much for being here with us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Definitely. I think this is a super important thing to talk about because let's face it, we are all aging every day, right? And I think sometimes, yeah, sometimes we avoid some tough conversations and there are things that we just, we need to say and we need, we need to understand and learn about each other. And so I really appreciate you being here to kind of help us through because we're going to be there ourselves at some point in time and we're going to help our loved ones as well as we kind of all travel through this thing called life, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, so true. Yes. Yes. So one of the things that we really want to, you know, have happen when we can is for our seniors to be able to age in place. And I wondered if you could speak to why that is important. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that that is our safe haven. Usually, you know, are the biggest purchase we've made in our life or uh, something that we have built or invested in. Like, you know, the saying is home is where the heart is. So especially here in Northwest Arkansas, we have amazing resources, everything from, you know, senior living complexes to independent living, assisted living, and, and some, sometimes those moves in those environments are appropriate for, mm-hmm. you know, individuals or their situation. But the majority uh, of people that you may ask want to stay home. That's where we want to be. And, and the, the fact of being there safely is, is what's most important. Absolutely. Absolutely. That independence, those familiar settings and routines, I think is so important to people. And then right now, specifically, there really is possibly a health and safety of your environment with COVID-19, you know, being able to be at your home and control that environment a little bit better may actually be better for your health and safety right now. Yeah, yeah, we're we're definitely learning a new way to think. And so it seems like that home environment now is more important than ever. Absolutely. And, you know, I imagine that there could be a considerable cost savings too if you're able to stay in home for a longer period of time. Yes, yeah, it can definitely help, um, again, with all of those resources you've worked your whole life to Mm -hmm. acquire. Definitely the homesteading is an environment where you can get those resources to last longer and still be able to receive the level of care that you want or that you may need. Absolutely. I remember actually sure learning when I was in grad school working on my my degree, which is clinical mental health, about yeah. the aging process and about the fact that, and this was really surprising to me, but statistically, when you kind of break down what are people dying from, right? Is it smoking? Is it being overweight? Is, you know, is it what this, that, and the other? And one of the largest risk factors for death in the elderly population is actually loneliness. And so I think that emotional and social tethering that we can so often have at home among our familiar neighbors and our family and our routines can also be a really important reason to stay at home. Is that something that you've seen as well? Absolutely. You know, one of, one of their main services for in-home care companies 
is that companionship. Mm -hmm. And it's also one that gets overlooked a Mm -hmm. lot. People are like, well, I can do my own dishes and I can bathe myself and Mm -hmm. do my laundry. Great. Like we want you to keep that movement and that routine. Um, We want to keep you independent and still doing those tasks. Mm -hmm. But are you having a lot of visitors, you know, Mm -hmm. does your family live in the area? And so that companionship, I mean, it's good for the heart, mind and the soul, Mm -hmm. you know, along with all the other benefits that could come from a care assistant or or a care provider uh, coming into your home. Absolutely. So we know that it feels like it's a good idea to age in place when you can, but what might be some difficulties to that or some reasons that people might feel like they might have a hard time aging in place or letting their loved one age in place. Yeah, yeah. It can definitely seem like a a daunting task, and it can seem scary to start letting someone into your home. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's where, you know, it really comes down to developing a relationship firsthand with the company that you're looking into services. Mm -hmm. Because once you, whether you go to the internet to go search, whether another care provider involved in your care has referred you to a home care company, whether it's a phone call that kind of is, you know, for getting information and and kind of that phone interview and just getting a feel for the company that you're working for can kind of uh, help an individual come over that fear or hesitation that could be tied to just what, what is home care? Like, Mm -hmm. what am I calling for? What, what is going to, what's about to come into my home? Mm -hmm. Um, Cost is always a big uh, question as well. Um, Sometimes people get hung up that even non-medical in-home care Mm -hmm. is like private duty nursing. Mm -hmm. It does not always have to be an LPN or an RN. Of course, all of our care assistants are thoroughly trained and background checked and screened before they go into the home, but they don't have to have high qualifications like an RN. Mm -hmm. You know, they can be a well-trained, well-screened care assistant that can do that level of care at at companionship and meal prep Mm -hmm. or can provide a level of care for someone with Alzheimer's or dementia or who is Mm -hmm. bedridden or, you know, needs a a high level of specialized care. So uh, my, my best advice to, to families is just start, start talking to individuals that maybe you're already working with that are part of your healthcare team, talk to a friend or family member that's done this before, you know, start connecting with some of these resources and companies we have in our area and have a phone conversation, have an in-person consult, you know, do whatever you need to do just to ask your questions. Mm -hmm. We get them all the time. We get a wide range of questions. Um, And I make sure that every time I consult with anyone by phone or Zoom or in person that, you know, I'm I'm educating them at the same time. And, Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, exactly where you and I started is we just need to start getting the word out and the education better about Mm -hmm. the resources and services that are available in the home, outside of the home and for the whole big picture of the aging process. So opening up that conversation. Yeah. Maybe even fears and hesitations that people have today. Mm -hmm. If we keep promoting the education and the information and, and really start having these, what, what are right now tough conversations, Mm -hmm. a lot of those, 
things that hold people back may not even exist here in another five or 10 years. So, so true. <laughs> that's the goal. <laughs> Absolutely. I know a lot of times people call us and they say, you know, I need help with mom or with dad. And we feel like, um, you know, maybe we're getting to a point where we have some cognitive vulnerabilities or there are some physical sure. limitations that are concerning, or maybe we don't live close. And so yeah. we are concerned that there's not that social plug in, um, in that sense of community, you know, that they're maybe possibly not getting that. So there can definitely yeah. be some difficulties to that. But I wondered if you could just talk to us a little bit about what things can be done to combat those concerns sure. and how can we better help our seniors to age in their homes? Yeah, yeah. if I haven't said the word education enough, <laughs> let me let me keep repeating it then. <laughs> yeah. I really, I, I am a firm believer that, you know, knowledge is power. And I feel like when, when someone is educated or knows what to expect, they're better prepared. I've always used the example of ever since all of us were even little kids, we've been taught if we were set on fire <laughs> to stop, drop, and roll. Yep. Now, again, good sound advice, and you're going to implement that when or if you get into that situation. Hopefully not, but we've all been prepared what to That's do. That's right. We know what to I do. started thinking about senior health care, and I'm like, where have we been told since mm -hmm. our 20s, our 30s, our 40s to stop, drop, and roll when mm -hmm. it comes to the aging process, you know, the do's and the don'ts or even where to get started. And, and so that's really what I'm looking to change is, is the conversation, mm -hmm. the information, and that just like that one extreme example I mentioned, when you do have a diagnosis or you find yourself in, in a predicament to now provide care or resources for yourself or your mm -hmm. family member, you automatically know what to do, you know, in the way of senior healthcare, how to stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> Absolutely. That's brilliant. And yeah. I think part of that, part of getting educated is going to the right people. And I imagine that you, yeah. you might need a team, kind of assemble a team. So maybe, maybe what, you know, what does that look like? Your CPA, your, your general practitioner, and someone like you probably. Yeah, yeah, definitely a good place to start. You know, everyone, everyone should have a PCP, just like our children have uh, pediatricians, um, us as adults should have a PCP or, you know, some, some kind of medical entity where we go and they help us deal with, you know, and guide us through whatever situation we're in. And maybe even understand what to expect coming next. Yeah, yeah, because I really think it's important, too, that folks folks understand that that change in their life, maybe they're starting to look at their investments more closely and plan mm -hmm. for the future. They're retiring, they're transitioning out of work to now retirement, and how the, how is that going to look? And people need to, to start thinking from the inside out as well. Mm -hmm. Here I am at this, this moment in my life, and I've prepared my financials, I've prepared now my day-to-day -day that I'm not working anymore mm -hmm. what can I do in preparing for my for my health and my mm -hmm. aging process just like if you had a a classic car you would want to take it to a mechanic that would specialize in mm -hmm. that type of classic car I feel like it's super super important that people should start looking into a gerontologist mm -hmm. when they get at a certain age you now are you know dealing with a doctor that has 
just as much basic information as your PCP, Mm -hmm. um, but they are more in tune for this demographic that is 65 and and older. I will never forget that I've done many, many care consultations, and I'll never forget the woman that actually walked into my office because she had just gotten done meeting with her doctor. They had had a very frank conversation about Mm -hmm. the onset of dementia Mm -hmm. that she was starting to experience, Mm -hmm. and she came to me and said, while I can still do this, I need to get prepared for my care. It blew me away. It blew me away because that was huge for her to do, Mm -hmm. but it's what gets me out of bed every day. (laughs) I need everybody to start thinking because she was now with a diagnosis and, Mm -hmm. and she was in that moment, but how much better for her to be prepared maybe even before that conversation of that diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And so if we can start getting our care providers and then their patients to understand the process, not only in the moment with a diagnosis, but mm-hmm. beforehand, then then we're just going to be that much more prepared and educated and make things easier as well mm-hmm. for our family members or the generations that follow us. And they're also going to follow the knowledge and the education and they're going to be prepared for that time. And it's just a good thing to get to get going. <laughs> Absolutely. So true. So assembling that support team, that support system, so important. And another thing that yeah. I think about a lot, probably because I am a professional organizer, but I think a lot about home layout, you know, about yes. the, the, just how can we physically prepare to keep our seniors safe? Does that look yeah. like, you know, bedroom moves from upstairs to downstairs, or maybe we downsize and go to a single level home? What yeah. things do, do you see that are being implemented that are helping those seniors to navigate their physical environment better? There's, we've had so many resources, um, especially in our area mm-hmm. that, yeah, whether there's modifications that need to be done to the home or there's equipment, uh, that you can, you can buy to better kind of help with your day-to-day needs. Um, again, just, just having a real solid care team, whether that's, that's through your, you know, medical doctor or through starting to work with a home care agency or home health, just kind of always being prepared for that information. There's, there's sometimes there's grant programs even Mm -hmm. available to individuals where if you make that investment to maybe redo your bathroom, room to be more handicap accessible you can mm-hmm. be able to find resources that help with that cost because you know now it's it's not an, an update it's not a want it's mm-hmm. a necessity for for medical needs absolutely yeah, that's really insightful I appreciate you sharing that I remember reading one time that one of the biggest causes of people starting to really kind of go downhill in their older age starts with a fall and that falls can very often happen at home. And so I would be remiss as a professional organizer if I didn't go ahead and say here that decluttering is one of the best things that we yes. can do for ourselves just in terms of enhancing our mobility. And yes. you know, as we age, we, we start to just lose a little bit of step, don't we? we we're not quite as yes. quick as we used to be, right? Yeah, and I was just about to kind of add that. That's the easiest and and best solution you can get started with Mm -hmm. because it could be just as simple as removing some throw rugs, rearranging some things to eliminate cords or better accommodate walkways. 
and it's something that you can control. Someone can certainly work with you and be able to declutter and and still have things the way that they want, but in a in a safer way. Mm-hmm. When you talk about someone's gait or balance being off, that's happening internally inside the body, and that's not going to be in our control. So mm-hmm. if we have to adapt, maybe to a new way of doing things, you know, rearranging and decluttering the the living room or the bedroom is sometimes easier to overcome than, mm-hmm. than other challenges for sure. So true. Can you talk to us a little bit about some tech? Are there some tech solutions, fall detection, things like that, that we can yes. help and that our seniors can, can really be helped with? And again, kind of keeping families who may not be as close as they would like to be aware of what's going on with mom yeah. and dad. That's been something really exciting here lately. I've been working in senior health care for the last eight years, uh, nearly almost a decade. Mm-hmm. And it's over the last couple of years that we've really seen technology coming into senior health care more than ever. So to kind of just even give folks a quick overview, you absolutely have your what kind of in the industry is called PERS units, personal emergency response systems. Mm. Um, lots of companies out there doing it. We're really lucky to have a local nonprofit located in Bentonville that not only has a wide range of personal emergency response uh, systems, uh, but they can be mobile. They can be tied into the home phone line. Mm. Um, they can be worn around the wrist or the neck. They can go on the go. They certainly are enabled with fall detection. That That's definitely something you can do. Those, sometimes those units can be provided for those who are even on Medicaid programs because, you know, the state says, all right, we need to provide you so much care. Mm-hmm. And this unit in the home is going to help, you know, fill an emergency need when you have fallen and you need to get emergency help and and your physical care provider is not there. Technology is also, you know, coming of age with us in the home care industry. Mm -hmm. Of course, our our hospitals and our doctors are getting virtual and and they're getting tech savvy as well. For the home care industry, we're able to see now when the caregivers clock in and clock out Mm -hmm. and they have to be within certain distance of the home. So we're, we're now even having accountability with our staff better mm-hmm. now with technology and we're able to get the family members more involved with mm-hmm. an individual's care as well there's lots of different operating systems that home care agencies operate on and a lot of those programs are now having these programs integrated that the families no matter if they're down the street or across the country can get in and see the same information that we as the care yes. provider is seeing in the way of caregiver assigned, their schedule, yeah. you know, the, the care needs that we're fulfilling in the home. They're able to communicate with us as a staff. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, mom's got a hair appointment this weekend. I forgot to tell you guys, but mm-hmm. now that daughter gets to just simply send us a message or add it on to her mom's system, doesn't have to stop what she's doing, pick up the phone, call Mm -hmm. us at the office, you know, and she's also able to see interactions, you know, that the caregiver's doing with mom, and so it's just really kind of keeping everybody connected and involved, which is so reassuring for families, especially when they're at great distances. 
Absolutely. And I think technology truly has come so far. I mean, I think we all remember, you know, 15 years ago, I've fallen and I can't get up, you know, and it, it kind of became this this thing. But tech has, has come so far. And I've seen some really cool, I mean, looks like an Apple Watch and tracks daily life, right? So it doesn't have to just be for someone who we think might be really elderly and at a fall risk. Yeah. Like a lot of this stuff is stuff I'm like, I could use one of those. Like I yes. would like for people to always be able to know my location, like in this crazy world we live in. So if you yeah. have somebody who maybe, you know, we, we are starting to get concerned that, you know, he or she might be a wanderer, you know, and we might yes. have a risk of like, oh, dad just walked off down the block one day and right. there's a location, yeah. you know, option there to kind of see where he's at. Or if maybe he's just not doing a lot of moving at all. Maybe he's right. starting to sleep a lot, or maybe we're just starting to see that there's not that activity going on, and we need to increase True. our time with an in-home health provider. So I think yeah. there's so much we can do, you know, to see what is the quality of life that's being lived, and how can we intercede more when we lean on that tech. You're you're so spot on because it's it's not only being more connected, so we again can get ahead of any problems that present itself yeah. earlier the better on especially safety or change of condition. Mm -hmm. But going back to what you and I had even started first visiting about the, just the benefit of companionship alone. Mm -hmm. I'm always trying to keep an eye on what's new and relevant in senior healthcare. And I mean, there's these types of iPads coming out where they're super user friendly and and seniors can hop on and connect with their home care office. Mm -hmm. And that staff, if instead of that, phone call it could be that video face-to-face of uh, I need my caregiver an extra week or or mm-hmm. just even to check in I've recently heard of a, a local program that's trying to develop just to easily say it kind of Alexa for seniors nice. uh, again a, a user-friendly speaker-like device that can be located in the home that that you can shout out I've fallen and I, mm-hmm. I can't get up Absolutely. and it can be a safety thing it can be call my home care agency mm-hmm. call my son you know call my family member just very user friendly but mm-hmm. just keeping seniors connected so that whether we need to accomplish something as simple as as companionship mm-hmm. or we've got an emergency situation we're changing condition we're just that better connected with mm-hmm. that senior and they're better connected as well and you're just all around enhancing not only their life but but their care I love that. So we're going to have listeners who are not from Northwest Arkansas and maybe even not from the United States. Who do people reach out to when they start to get that first inkling? Hmm, I think it might not be the situation that it was with mom and maybe she needs a little bit of help. What's a first step? Again, you can go back to maybe healthcare professionals that that have been a trusted source for you and Mm -hmm. um, start the conversation with them. Always try to think of your inner circle, any friends or family members that have gone through, you know, a care journey or even even just a season themselves or with another family are are good. Those conversations are super important because those may be comfortable contacts with you and they're going to share the do's, the don'ts the mistakes and the Mm -hmm. wins and you know they'll they'll have a really raw conversation with you probably Mm -hmm. other than that you can always search you know that the internet is a wealth of information and all of us companies are 
trying to stay relevant when it comes to internet sure. searches so that we're mm-hmm. easily found and yeah. and we're able to tap into resources where when people go searching we get their information and we can re- reach out to them so mm-hmm. internet search sounds vague but once you start researching and put your information out there we get it on our end and mm-hmm. we call you right. hey saw you put an inquiry on caring.com do you have questions about home care how can i help you Absolutely. so that's always a good option as well and don't ever underestimate case managers or social workers mm-hmm. this is what they do they manage people's care mm-hmm. they're all about resources and they're super widely connected to just about anything and everything out there so when you see someone with a with a title like that they're they're usually a wealth of information and and willing to help guide guide somebody at least the first step and get them started Absolutely. Well, Sheree, you have been a wealth of information, and I have so appreciated it. If people are in Northwest Arkansas and they want to get a hold of you, how can they do that? We do not only non-medical in-home care, but we really lean into senior resources um, specifically. So even reaching out to us, maybe you're not ready for uh, direct in-home care right now, mm-hmm. um, but just folks who are, you know, looking for someone to ask those questions or start that conversation with, they are welcome to reach out to me. My office number is 479-443-7173, and I'm happy to even give my cell phone number, which is 479-295-6615. And again, just, you know, want to be available to folks or their family members that need to get that conversation started or have questions or, but especially if they're looking for the resources of targeted case management, uh, state programs and what they may qualify for, or Mm. just general questions about senior care, we're, we're all here to help them. Wonderful. Well, thank you so very much for being here with us today. This is an important topic. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. Have a good one. Thanks. That wraps up this episode of the Organizer Chicks podcast. Make sure to subscribe here and stay up to date with us on social media. We're at facebook.com slash the organizer chicks. And on Instagram, we're at the underscore organizer underscore chicks. Also make sure to check out theorganizerchicks.com for more information on who we are and what we do. If you found our podcast interesting or helpful today, please give us a review on iTunes as it makes our show more visible to others. And a big thanks to Sweet 25 for letting us use their song, Thinking About You. Check them out on Spotify and iTunes as well. Thanks again for listening and be sure to catch our next episode as we work to help you turn your before into an after.